Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we are joined by pop artist Clarissa Diocno as we dive behind Clarissa's brand new single, Bad. And not just this brand new incredible listen of a track that is going to get jam-packed inside of your head, but also a little bit of the road that has led here because Clarissa spent a little bit of time back in the day playing in a band that did do a little bit of original work, but otherwise she's been doing some cover bands. She spent a lot of years acting as well, but finally the need to release the words, the energy, the emotions inside of her heart, the music of her soul finally became undeniable once again. We're going to discuss what that was in the process of getting back into music because, of course, like I said, she's doing pop now, which is a little bit different from what she was doing before. So we're going to discuss getting into this world, learning the ins and outs of this new genre, what it was like to record and release that debut single, Confusion, earlier in 2021, which may have taken a little bit of time. We're going to dive into why there as well. And of course, also, this is a new single, Bad, and the amazing music video that accompanies it, as well as some live streaming that she's been doing and the potential return to the live stage too. All of this and oh so much more here in today's episode of the DTP. It's all brought to you by DesertTigerMerch.com where you go. Cop yourself something to represent and support the show. The best part is, Looking is free. It's DesertTigerMerch.com. And now that you know who the show's brought to you by, and now that you know who our guest is, it's about time that Clarissa Diacono told you why it's bad. All right, let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hello. Hello, Clarissa. How's it going? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How's it? Uh, you're in Toronto? I'm in Kitchener, which is like an hour and a half from Toronto. But yeah, I'm Eastern time, 11 a.m. Very uh, early for you. <laughs> yes, yes. It is 8 a.m. here. Very bright, very sunny. It's uh does not want to hide behind this curtain very well. So <laughs> pretty gray here today. Ah, that's no fun, but hopefully you can have some sun later on. I really don't mind, though. <laughs> cool weather can be good. Are you a fall person? I am. Fall's my favorite. Ah, okay, okay. So this is exactly your vibe then. The weather, the fashion, everything. <laughs> all right, all right. So you're getting right into that, that moment, that your, your true season then. Yep. I wait every year for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, finally, finally it has come back to you. uh and finally we were able to connect sorry about last week for my oh no worries at all (laughs) it happens it happens it's the industry either way important part we were able to connect still so that's what matters 
All right, and we're connecting to dive into a little bit of your musical journey here. Are you ready to jump on into things? Indeed, let's go. All right, Clarissa. Well, of course, I know that you've recently released a single here, but before we get to that, I'd like to lay a little bit of a foundation, share a little bit of the path that leads us here. So from my research, I see that you used to play in some bands, did a little bit of the uh, band life for a bit, released an EP, ended up playing in some cover bands and otherwise. But in terms of releasing your own music, that band where you did release an EP was sort of the last time you did a project where you actually did some of the writing and otherwise. So what was that moment that made you decide that the music inside your heart was just so undeniable that you had to let it back out? Ooh, well, um, so I did play covers for many years and I really enjoyed it because it's fun to perform things that people are familiar with so they can sing and dance along with you. But then it was just, it was the same songs all the time, none of my own songs. And I just felt like I needed to like tell my own story. I, I kind of just missed the writing aspect of it. So I just kind of randomly decided to get back into it. I'd always have like thoughts and like lines in my head, but I would just never write them out because I was I was so busy with with the cover band and just making cover videos and all that, just kind of trying to maybe build a fan base based on doing songs that people know. And then I just thought, okay, it's time. Let's let's go back into like doing my own stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So of course anyone who's heard your music sort of knows that it's a little bit of a different sound than that band life though so yeah what was it um where did this new sound come from was it something that you sort of just found yourself sort of moving towards as you say you're deciding to pursue music once again as a solo artist or was it something that came after that point well I do have like a lot of I listen to a lot of music I don't confine myself to one genre and I guess the the couple songs that I released, it wasn't really planned exactly what the sound would be. It's kind of just like how it came to be. But I do find myself gravitating towards pop, a little like R&B, kind of like edgy pop in a way. So yeah, it's quite different from my old band where we played. I don't even know what genre it was. It was some form of rock. We, we didn't um, have like a structure to our songs. It was kind of like verse, verse, verse. <laughs> no choruses. Just going for it, playing the music, having fun. We're like rock stars, you know, or <laughs> whatever we want, right? <laughs> so this time around, you've had to apply like a little bit more structure because you're sort of inside that pop world, that dark pop world right now. And pop is definitely has a little more structure to it. So was that a little bit of a challenge to adapt to? Kind of like a mathematical equation. <laughs> I mean, I definitely had to learn a lot of stuff. Um, I went to a lot of like songwriting workshops and like music networking conferences and stuff, and just like trying to learn more about the songwriting process and stuff. So, it, yeah, it, it was new to me because when we were writing with the band many years ago, we would just write whatever, no structure. <laughs> so it's, it's good to have that structure though. So it sounds like a, a complete song. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So you mentioned there that you were going to conferences, you were going to all of these different things. So you were studying, you were actually applying yourself, trying to find what is the best way to, for lack of a better word, attack the mm-hmm. uh, beast that is the music industry. Yes. I was trying to learn about um, the business as well, because, you know, music, business. <laughs> So I was just trying to learn like all aspects of the music industry, the creative side and the business side, because both are intertwined and both very important. Both incredibly important. And sometimes some people don't realize that when they get into it. Oh, well, I want to be a musician and it should just be as easy as writing songs. But yeah, it's never just that easy. Of course, it's very businessy. <laughs> all of the business side. So that's very um like. Very forward, not forward, but very intelligent, I guess I would say, to um, want to do that before sort of just diving back in. Was that because in the band world, maybe you felt that you guys didn't know enough or was it just that you wanted to be as prepared as possible this time around? It's funny because back then, I don't think we gave a crap about the business. (laughs) It was just just making the music and trying to play as many shows as possible. We just we just loved performing and, and writing and we just didn't care about the business side at all. We were in like university just trying to rock out. <laughs> all right. Okay. So for all of those conferences and otherwise, that probably would have been 2019 because that was back when public assembly exactly. was allowed. Yeah. Okay. So the first singles are really you there's two singles so far as of recording this interview. Both of them were released here and 2021. So you're going to these conferences there in 2019. So when exactly did you begin to craft some of these songs? Were you already crafting them back in 2019? And we've just sort of been building up a little bit of a backlog, a little bit of a repertoire? Or what has the actual musical process been like here? Well, for my debut single, Confusion, I believe I started writing the lyrics in mid 2019, but like, I didn't have a melody or any kind of just music that came to mind for it. It was just words. Uh, it was feelings. And I'm pretty sure I was on like the subway when I was typing it in my Google notes, <laughs> just like little lines here and there, just thinking nothing would come of it. But whenever I have an idea, I try to write it down or do a voice memo because I will 200% forget. <laughs> so I had that thought, nothing of it. And then I actually went on vacation in LA, I think February, 2020, around that time. No, no, not 2020. This is 2019. (laughs) I wasn't traveling in 2020. Um, Yeah. And then I met up with a producer in in LA to do a little collaboration and the confusion came out of the collaboration. So he was making a beat. We were just trying to go through different sounds and stuff. And I was like, I need some words to this beat. And I pulled out my phone and I'm like, oh, these are the words that I wrote like on the subway, like a few months before. (laughs) So I just started singing along to it. And then I guess Confusion was born, my debut single. Wow. And I didn't release it until like 2021. It was a long gap in between because I don't know, I was scared or something. (laughs) Well, it's definitely because one point, as we mentioned earlier, you wanted to make sure that you were doing everything properly by going to all of these different conferences and otherwise. But also, 
to release music as a band, you have other people around you, you have a little bit more of a support system, and then as musicians, we can be our own toughest critics, and it can be very imposing to let ourselves out into the world as well. 100%, yep. <laughs> so after sitting on this for a year and a half to two years, what was it like to finally release Confusion at the beginning of 2021? Ooh, I was, I was so scared to release it because um, the whole process just before that, I was like, okay, I, I had like four different dates that I was planning to release it. And I just, I was a scaredy cat or something, but I was always thinking, oh, like I can make the song better. I got to make it perfect before I release it. And what's funny is with all those times, like I didn't even change it. It's the same song from when it was complete. And I just had, I just decided like, I better let this go. I got to stop being a crazy perfectionist like what's perfect anyway like mm -hmm. there's always going to be something i'm going to try to want to improve about it so i liked it as it was so i'm just like i gotta let go i gotta finally just release it into the world now is the time <laughs> mm -hmm. now was the time and i mean of course it was a little terrifying because you never know how people are going to react how are they going to respond how it's going to do and it's Mm -hmm. Done actually quite well for yourself, getting over 20,000 streams so far, garnering quite a bit of positive response as well. Not bad. Yeah, I'm actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with it. And I'm, I'm glad I just finally let go. That was the, that was the thing, like the, the internal struggle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So after we finally get over some of that internal struggle to release ourselves out into the world. How do we move forward here into this new single, Bad? When exactly did Bad begin to come together? Was this another song that you had the chance to actually go into the studio and work on? Or was this something that, of course, because the industry has adapted over the last little while, was it a little bit of a different situation behind this one? So this one wasn't planned. I was um, sitting on my couch with my keyboard and I played a D minor chord. And then all of a sudden, just the chorus flowed right out of me, which is very interesting because I usually never start with a chorus when I'm writing something, but this one just came out and it sounded like a chorus to me. So that came out. And then I started playing it for uh, people on my live stream a few months later, just to gauge what, like if they liked it, how it sounded, like because I'm watch recordings of me doing it and people really liked it. Um, I was, it wasn't even a plan to release it as my next single, but it ended up being like my favorite song that I've written so far. Although I do have a lot of incomplete songs, <laughs> but it was the first one that I was like done. And I, I felt like it was a, I felt it was a really, really good song and I was really proud of it. And I sent, I found a producer on Facebook <laughs> and I sent him a video of me just playing it and singing it. And he really thought it was a cool song. And we kind of had um, a vibe for it, kind of a dangerous woman, Ariana Grande, or like a Dancing with the Devil by Demi Lovato kind of vibe. So kind of like dark, poppy, edgy, and it, bad came to be with a lot of revisions in between because I'm crazy in the head, but <laughs> I'm really happy with how it turned out. Well, you mentioned that perfectionism energy earlier, which is never a bad thing sometimes. I mean, as long as you still let the song 
out into the world, which of course we have here. So what exactly you mentioned the energy behind the vibe, the music of the song. Where exactly was the energy of the lyrics? What story was being told here? Well, uh, they're pretty dark. I would say like the song is a, it's a sad song, but with attitude. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's got a, it's got a dark undertone to it. Um, it's basically, it expresses all the feelings that someone might feel when you end a relationship with someone because you thought you were bad for them and that they deserved better. So it's kind of like, in a way, that whole, it's not you, it's me, that <laughs> that cliche line. It's kind of like that. <laughs> well, once again, we mentioned that we can be our own toughest critics, and not just as artists, but also as human beings. And sometimes if you can love someone and maybe exactly that, think that maybe you're not the right person. Even if they think differently, you yourself might just get stuck on this motion and might end up Mm -hmm. acting on it or whatever happens to be the case. It's kind of like a downward spiral. Once you start like thinking just like negative things, like about yourself, you start to believe them. And then you think like, oh, you don't deserve the love that you're receiving. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's sad, (laughs) but I got a cool song out of it. Hey, sometimes um, it's a very good emotional fuel for songwriting, for sure. The uh, love aspect of the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Awesome. So with Bad, of course, also came your first official music video. Yes. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So what was it like to put that together? Because you sort of had a hand in helping to build this video with the director. Derek or Nick Drogas. So what was it like to sort of put the video together and sort of get to add that aspect of the musical world to your repertoire? Oh, I just got to say shout out to Nick. He's an amazing director. He really helped bring this vision to life and his entire team. But um, I basically just poured out what the song meant to me and uh, to him, I sent him an email. He didn't know who I was, but I was like, I love your previous work. And I really wanted it to be cinematic. And he's done a lot of short films. So that helps. <laughs> um, and basically, there's two different aspects to the video. There's the whole real world, which is that those outdoor scenes where I just my, the makeup's not too crazy, just like normal looking outside. And those are Um, Oh, the second scenes are um, abstract, where it's all the emotions, all the feelings that are in my head, all the internalized feelings and how like crazy your mind is. That's why there's all the geometrical shapes and all the colors. And then like by the end of the video, there's quick cuts between the real world and the abstract world to just show this chaotic environment of like how like all my feelings are going crazy in my head. Mm-hmm. Sort of getting stuck inside of there, even though mm-hmm. you have a reality here, your own perception, like we mentioned earlier, is someone else might not feel this way, but you've built up this idea inside your head that, mm-hmm. you know, this is how it is, even though the outside world is completely different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I think it turned out really well. I'm really proud of it because usually I'm just like hired to be an extra or an actor in other people's music videos. So it's like, it was really cool to have my own Mm -hmm. as an artist. Yeah. 
to be the focus of the camera as opposed to in the background. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's pretty fantastic there. And you've also mentioned that you first brought bad to a live stream crowd because you yourself have actually been doing quite a bit of that live streaming, that live performing, which is a different aspect of live performance. But soon you might be able to perform some of these singles with bad and confusion in front of an actual live in person crowd. Yes. So, how exciting is it to potentially? return to the stage but not just with covers your own music this time i'm super excited um because i've never performed originals in front of a live live audience before so that'll be really cool i have like a gig i have three gigs this month like live gigs and i haven't performed live for like over two years so it's really it'll be really nice to get back I got a, a guitarist accompanying me, which will be really cool too. And yeah, I'm just so excited. Awesome. Very exciting for sure. I hope that the crowd is going to love it. I'm sure the crowd hope is so. <laughs> going to love it. But of course, if some of us are in other places across the country and other countries, like we mentioned, you also do live streaming. So where exactly if the audience wanted to catch one of these live streams, where would they do so? Yes, I live stream on a platform called Sessions. It's sessionslive.com. Uh, I do it on Mondays and Thursdays. Monday is 12 to 2 Eastern and Thursdays, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. And it's just chatting and, and singing songs, talking about whatever you're doing that day, what, what you eat for dinner. We talk about food a lot because I'm a huge foodie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's music, food, fun chats. It's a nice way to like connect with everyone from all around the world. Nice, nice. And I mean, it's definitely that is connect community, not just listen to you sing and otherwise, but have that opportunity to get to talk to you about food of all things, because who doesn't love food? Exactly. <laughs> We're always hungry in the streams. Ah, <laughs> uh, is the way it is for sure. Awesome. So you mentioned there's live shows coming up mentioned there's always going to be live streams going on. What does the future, what does the rest of 2021 hold for Clarissa Diakno without giving away too much of the magic? Ooh, okay, okay. Well, well, I, I, there's another song in the works. <laughs> uh, what's funny is that my parents are like, why, why is your music so dark? My mom's like, can you please release a love song next? <laughs> and Mom, I got a love song coming for you next. <laughs> Doing it for mom. <laughs> yeah, so th there is another song in the works and, and hopefully another music video because I just, I love filming those. It's really nice to have like a, a visual with the music. I think it really helps to tell the story even more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And of course, you mentioned your experience with the camera, with acting as well. So it kind of also ties into a little bit of your past too, where you can take some of that experience and apply it in a whole new way. Mm -hmm, exactly. Mm -hmm. Very, very exciting. All right, Clarissa, I have had a blast chatting so far. I have one last question. Are you ready for it? Okay, let's go. All right. So we have talked about 
this growth as an artist, this growth coming over some of those fears, getting to release these singles, getting back to finally not just finding the music within your heart once again, but also just releasing it out into the world. So what I would like to know now is over this process, these last couple of years, how has this time helped you grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? That's an amazing question. Okay, well, it's a couple of things that I think are really important that I learned over the past couple of years. Um, One, rest is important. (laughs) And two, progress over perfection. (laughs) So about rest, um, I used to be just that whole grind, 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 work, work, work lifestyle. And then, you know, when the pandemic hit, we were just kind of all forced to just stop what we were doing for a bit. And I realized that I, I would get burnt out after just like working so hard all the time. Like we're, we're not machines, we're, we're human. And I think all of us, we deserve to just like sit down and, and get some rest and rejuvenate our bodies in order to work to our full potential and, and be productive because we're not meant to be, you know, productive 24 seven. It doesn't make sense. We're not, we're not robots. So I just, just a message to everyone. I think rest is productive and rest is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, even machines themselves need care. They need maintenance. Like cars need oil changes and everything else, right? It's exactly even, even machines need time and care. So it's or to they'll say, break down. Exactly. So like, why are we as human beings expect life to be any different, right? Exactly. I just feel like rest is very overlooked. So rest is productive. <laughs> that is a beautiful way to put it because rest is productivity because it's even like with working out muscle groups. Your body doesn't rebuild properly if you don't rest. So how do you expect your mind mm-hmm. to operate properly if you don't get enough rest? How do you expect like your emotions to be in check? All of these other aspects, it's rest is like one of those core things. It's one of those places, those building blocks to, you know, making sure that you have a happy, a healthy life. We, we need it. It's good for our hearts, our bodies, our minds, our mental health. Yeah, and mental health is incredibly important. So I thank you for sharing this very incredible and important uh, lesson that you have learned with us here, as well as your journey as a musician, the story behind these two singles that have been released so far here, Clarissa, on the Desert Tiger podcast. Thank you so much. Had a blast chatting with you. Oh, Am Bush, I want to thank you for tuning on into this episode of the DTP with Clarissa Diakno. And you can find both of Clarissa's singles right now over on your favorite music streaming service, Confusion Bad. They are there. And you're going to want to go ahead and follow her Clarissa on that favorite music streaming service as well. Maybe even over on social media because you heard Clarissa. This is just the beginning. There's a lot of exciting sounds coming your way in the future and you do not want to miss out on them. 
And with that, it is now time to give Clarissa a final. DTP, thank you for joining us here on the show. Today, we need to thank Carrie from over at Bad Parade for helping with setting this interview up. We need to thank German, your podcast editor, Dot com for being an audio wizard and one last time we need to thank you the ambush for tuning on in to this episode if you've yet to join up with the ambush what are you doing what are you waiting for it's as easy as subscribing to the show yes that easy you can also help us grow by sharing this episode giving us a five-star review on itunes and apple podcasts and by heading on over to DesertTigerMerch.com to cop yourself something to support and represent the show. And the best part is, looking is free. If something catches your eye from there, well, you know what to do. It's DesertTigerMerch.com. And with that, it's about time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you to go out and find your roar and then let it on out into the world. Let them know just how powerful, miraculous, wondrous, beautiful, incredible, all sorts of amazing descriptive words you and your roar are because you are all of these things and oh so much more and don't you forget that. So until next time, I am the Desert Tiger Podcast.